right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And today, man, I'm fired up. We have one friend, and I'm telling you, this guy is more crucial than anyone in the world of racing because when cars are really, and I mean really making big power, chances are you're going to see one of these products under the hood, either right off to the side or right there in the middle. But you're going to see a Pro Charger Supercharger being the force-fed mechanism that makes all the power any of these fast guys can really handle. Yeah, man. Can you say whoosh? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, all right. So we've got a huge range on the Pro Chargers from the little bitty ones to the massive ones making 3,500 horsepower, man. So they got yeah. everything you could ever want from a motorcycle, you know, up through a Jeep, a Camaro, a Challenger to a Pro Mod setup. I mean, and it is awesome. So for all of us that aren't going to go full on pro mod to be able to take something out of a box and bolt on various bits and pieces and bump up another 50 to 85% power, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, man. And it, what's great about ProCharger is they got a great engineering R&D team. Like when they send you a complete kit for your car, it's a complete kit for your car. And, man, you're talking in a weekend, you could straight strap on 100, 150 and some change. Like, these things straight getting down. Plus, if you got an aftermarket deal, if you're into quarter mile, eighth mile, if you're just having a fast street car, this is where you got to go for the power, man. These guys are making all of it. Oh, yeah. Like, they're stingy. They're stingy with it. Yeah, and they're, they're on top of the game, man. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked because we got Sergio coming on from Pro Charger. Uh, like I said, he's one of our buddies. He is... So on top of it, uh, so we're going to get some inside scoop, man. See where this FX3 has changed the world. Uh, see who's doing what in NHRA uh, and some skinny, maybe on some of the other goodies they got over there at uh, Pro Charger. Yeah, man, 3,500 horsepower. It 100, used to be unattainable. Yeah. It used to be like, you got to be kidding me. How am I going to? Manage that. Like, you know, getting a thousand horsepower is bragging rights. Now that's commonplace. Well, that was top fuel way back in the day, yeah. you know? Like, getting 2,000 horsepower, right, was a thing that, you know, if you achieve that somewhere in that ballpark, anywhere from 18 to 23, 24, then typically the last few years, you were, you were top dog in your market, in your racetrack, and things like that. Now all of a sudden, there's guys making upwards of three that are planting it, putting it down, laying down stripes. And these dudes are doing it on a regular. They're doing it consistently and they're doing it everywhere. So the means to make all of that happen, 
It's really coming from Pro Chargers. So let's dive into a break. We'll come back with Sergio, talk all things Pro Chargers, Superchargers, back in the Two Guys Garage podcast. It's the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we have our boy Sergio, my man Serge from Pro Charger. Hey, thanks for taking time out to talk to us today, man. Really appreciate your time. I know you got to be busy as hell. Yes, sir. Willie, Kevin, we are super busy at Pro Charger. We're, uh, you know, with all the other stuff going on in the world, it's it's insane that guys are still wanting to spend money on their cars. You know, their street cars, their race cars, everything is just on fire right now. It's it's so busy. You got to think about what's going on, man. Everybody's locked up at home. They're quarantined. They got to, you know, stay safe. And when they're walking through their home and they're sitting there going, well, I got all this time. I'm working remotely. That allows me to be in the garage so it's time for me to get a couple projects finished and typically that means leaning on you guys for not just the equipment to do so but the knowledge behind it um and that's got to be one of the major reasons during this whole pandemic why you've seen probably the biggest year ever is this your biggest year yeah i think it's it's definitely a record-setting year we are (laughs) crazy it is crazy but yeah maybe that's the truth people either had time and no money or no money and time and now maybe they've got they've got the time and a little bit of extra money in there and not afraid to swipe a credit card right. <laughs> well like you said i mean it's safe to be in your garage working on stuff it's safe to be in your car cruising around ripping around it's safe to be on the racetrack so i mean hey that's wide open in my book right there you know a lot of good excuses that's all i need sometimes to drop my credit yeah. card you know like a good excuse Just one little good excuse yeah Right? Mama, I want to go fast. So what do you see most people grab during this whole, you know, lockdown pandemic thing? Is there, you know, kits for the, some of the modern power plants, some of the Mustangs, some of the Camaro stuff you guys are doing? Uh, or are you seeing, you know, more of the, you know, muscle car guys that want to do an eighth mile grudge matchup and need some heat? I think it's it's really across the board, a little bit of everything. We've uh Luckily, the timing has been just right where we've got a few new California emissions kits that are legal that all of a sudden we got early in the year. So that lets our West Coast you know, customers jump in on a late model, brand new 2019, 2020 cars. If they've got a new Camaro, a new Mustang, a new Jeep, you know, that allows them to get a kit, put it on legally, and, and everything is, is 100% emissions ready to go. And, and you know, we worked a lot over the last year and two the, to keep up with model year updates so that we have a kit for a 2020 right when it, you know, as soon as it hits the showroom floor, we get, we get cars in our shop to, to develop the kit, make sure the tuning's right, the fitment's correct on everything. And so we'll have a kit right away. And that's maybe that's when people want to spend money. They'll brand new car and they want the, the coolest, latest, greatest. If they know you guys are there for them, you have all the resources, the R&D, everything that you guys send along with these packages to upgrade some of this modern stuff you know be it the camaros we've done on our two guys garage show i think we've done a mustang before your guys kit is really it's detailed every aspect of it is laid out if you got any questions your team is always there ready to help um so you got you know obviously that on one end of the spectrum and i'm sure that's been a massive part of the movement and then you got the other spectrum where you know every tom dick and harry's got an f3x want to make 3100 to 30 3600 horsepower all of a sudden and Man, I, I can't believe, dude, just to me, like, I have one, 
right? My friend has one. I know probably five, six, eight guys just in my wheelhouse that are packing F3Xs, you know, and there's the 31, the 35. These things, you know, you got to understand, people, that's that's 3,000 horsepower if you got it on something snotty. And that's done easily. Yeah, and that's, our, uh, that's been a big push for us, too, is the that level, that 3,000-plus horsepower level. And, you know, we've been around the drag race world for many years, and, and it's kind of – the last few years lean towards the eighth mile side. And we've, we've been at that 3000 horse range running eighth mile for many years. And then all of a sudden with, you know, we want to get an NHRA pro mod and it's like, okay, well that's 3,500 plus horsepower. We need to develop a pro charger for that to be, you know, competitive and, but be durable enough for, for quarter mile. I mean, that's a, that's another couple seconds at full throttle at max RPM. That's, that's not a, an easy task. Max so, heat, yeah. so we've, we've come up with that. We've made that happen. It's, it's, it's working well. Uh, the first two races of this NHRA season, luckily we, they still had, you know, they canceled a few races early in the season, but uh, Indianapolis raceway allowed them to run several races at that track. And in the first two pro mod races, we qualified, you know, pro charge car qualified. Number one, first two races out first time ever in the NHRA where, we're at the top of the field, which nice. isn't always the greatest thing. That means uh, sometimes lead trophies to, to add a little weight to the, to the combination. Cause it, it targets on your back for sure. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> definitely. And uh, yeah. It, it, how does it feel setting a bar where everybody makes you uh, well, you just said it when you're that fast and you do that in the first couple of races, everybody's going to want you to add some weight, man. Yeah. Everybody's going to want to slow that thing down. Cause you're, you're just beating them up. Yeah. A few of the guys that have were, uh, the other racers, you know, in, in the pits that are complaining about, you know, we're, we're a little too fast. This is a new combo. We don't want to let it in either outlaw it or it's too fast. Well, <laughs> next thing you know, that racer's calling us and, and they're making a switch. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't beat them, join them. Hey, that's, that's fine too. <laughs> so what were some of the challenges in, in developing that, that F3X? What, what are some of the, you know, you talk about RPM and getting the durability. So, you know, taking from, you know, what we think of a street charger and the six, 800 horsepower and really starting to move that up into the, you know, the 3000 plus range. What is it really on the, you know, engineering side that, that gets you there? Yeah, that, I think the, you know, impeller wheel design. So the airflow stage that we call it, you know, the, the moving the airflow for an engine of these big, you know, 521, 5 25 cubic inch chemis that, that flow some huge amount of air, you know, having an impeller wheel that'll make enough boost to, to do that is, is part of it. And then, you know, a drive system, um, typically pro charger driven with a belt or then it went to a gear drive. We decided to design and make our own gear drive crank drive unit. That's so it's a package deal. You know, the, everything from the balancer forward, we can supply the whole, the whole package deal, the drive unit, the couplers, the, the blower, the valve, everything. Really? So you don't have to go to, to like the supercharger store in order to get the, the front mount mechanism for, you know, some of these bigger superchargers. Now you guys are making that uh, in-house, right? Yep. We're making that in-house oh, and we've man. got all mm. the, all the manufacturing ability gears, you know, gears, bearings, spline shafts, everything, that we make for the, the pro charger gearbox anyway. So are you doing it only for the Hemi's? Are you doing it for the, you know, like the five, uh, you know, 65, 582 Chevy guys, everything. Yeah. Even all the way down to big block, small block Chevy's LS motors, uh, wow. you know, small block Fords. Now wow. we're, we're going to do the coyotes next You're pretty coming up pretty soon. So we'll have it for the full. So it's all, aspect. it's all essentially a gearbox set up with no belt, right? Yep. No belts at all. It's all, wow. Okay. As oh a coupler, 
yep. coupler to the balancer with some bushings and then a, a, a gear set that you can change. So the change boost level, typically you change pulleys to change the overdrive or underdrive, but yeah, that's, it's all quick change gear sets, a big one inch wide gear set internally. All right, I'm gonna be hollering you for something about. I got, I got the perfect car for that. <laughs> uh, like everybody else out there. Oh, that's one of those need and want things. Like, oh, oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's great to hear, man. And that's gonna be moving. You know, are, are you surprised by the number of pro chargers, the number of people that always are like, all right, I, I gotta, I gotta be that guy. So. Man, they're they're building massive amounts of power, and there's so many people doing it. Like I feel like it, it used to be kind of rare to see a big nasty pro charge, you know, car out there making licks. Now it's hell. It's it's all of them. Yeah, yeah. We're sometimes I'm surprised that, that the guys that reach out to us or or some of the racers I didn't even know. I, I used to be completely in the know on every guy that was at the racetrack or or even on TV. You know, the, the street outlaws thing really. Uh, we had a few guys running our product in this in the TV show on Street Outlaws and the No Prep Kings TV shows, but now we're growing that more and more, and there's uh, so that has helped bring the the word out and get more and more racers involved. What kind of yeah. what kind of speeds are you turning on that impeller to, to make that kind of power? What kind of boost goes with that? Yeah, for the the typical 3,500 horse and HRA type combinations, the impeller wheel itself is spinning right in 70,000 range so that's a huge so what kind of tip speeds then do you get because that's a big diameter spinning at seventy thousand rpm yeah so if the you know most of those engines are 9500 rpm and you know they they mandate those to a 1.4 gear set in that drive so that's one way they control they try okay. and control the yeah. power um but on most of those engines yeah seventy thousand really tip speed of the impeller wheel um and then you know the boost wise they're usually in the mid to low 50s you know depending on their some of their cam profiles are a little different, so that'll affect mid to low fifties. Yeah, 50, 50 pounds of boost. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> wow, man! Wow, <laughs> that is that's uh. crazy. To even think about wrap your head around, man. When when you think about you know back in the day, like, well, I'm gonna put twenty to it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over the threshold and lay lay twenty four on it. Now wow. you're talking. Yeah, 50. if your boost gauge went to twenty, <laughs> it was maxed out at the at the sixty foot. Yeah, stripe. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you put the boost gauge guy in business because now he's got to make all kinds of new boost gauges, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jeez. Well, at, let, me, let me ask you this, man. What do you, you know, as far as, you know, obviously these applications being on the street or in some of these more serious racing applications, um, A, what is a normal guy going to pay when you're thinking about power, right? To me, this is one of the, the best ways to do it just because it's all-inclusive. You get the charger. You get, you know, injectors if you need it. You get the whole kit. Now you guys are making even the mounting, you know, supporting cast for it. What is this going to range price-wise versus power-wise? If somebody wanted to, you know, they got a brand-new 2018, 2019 Camaro um, for five to eight grand, um, can they get into a, a pro charger setup from you guys? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of our kits for the late model cars are right in that range, you know, into that mid $5,000 range to start for a basic kit. Um, you know, some of our more, you know, there's some options, but yeah, complete kit for these late model cars. Some of them can get into the $7,000 range. They're a little more intricate with inter air to air intercoolers where we include the fuel injectors, tuning, fuel pump booster, or a fuel pump. Um, so as a complete full system where we supply everything, even, even the tune 
it's uh, yeah, usually at the most in the $8,000 range is about the highest on most of the late model kits. And and what are you putting down? What are some of these guys making? Could a guy take a, you know, a, a regular Challenger or a, or a Camaro and, and be competitive uh, in a 10-second range by by dropping that much money? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the a good example is the, you know, like the late, the new 6.4 Hemi cars, um, you know, our kit with our tune, like a, on a bone stock car, still stock manifolds with cats, uh, completely, you know, carb legal if it's on the West Coast, but a complete full system um, will add about 215 horse to the, to the factory 6.4 Hemi. So you're talking right up there with the Hellcat power numbers into the 700 horse range on a bone stock, you know, nothing else done to it with our tune. Um, I'll take some of that. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh man, I'll take two. I'll take two. Uh huh. The Mustang world's even more impressive. The new, the new 2018 and newer Coyotes, uh, they'll gain 300 horsepower, and the GT 350s will gain like 350. That's not too kit. shabby, man. It's insane. I mean, it's not quite 3,000, but you know, I'll take an extra 300 on top of you know some pretty impressive power from the factory. With some carb legal. That's pretty badass. You and I have put these kits in on the show before, and everything you need is included. Everything is there. All the instructions, all the hardware, where you need to you know, plug in this hose or wrap this oil or what you need for you know, the bracketry and all that stuff. It's all, you know, it's all typically well-packaged, well-designed, thorough set of instructions. Um, and it's really, I feel like something, if you're confident with a wrench, you could probably knock out in a, in a weekend in your garage. Now we've been documented. We've done it in, in you know, 22 minutes, yeah. um, but, <laughs> but for the average, average guy, the weekend warrior, what, what's pretty typical for putting in one of these kits, you know, on a new muscle car. Yeah. Most of these kits, uh, 10 to 12 hours is, is what we, we think the, the quoting time. That's what our dealers usually will charge a customer to install it or, or if they're doing it yourself in the garage, yeah, you know, you're going to take your time, read it, read the instruction manual step-by-step, step, really looking at the pictures. It'll, you know, a full weekend, definitely a, you know, weekend's worth of work. Will ain't bad, man. Nice little weekend worth of fun. Have your buddy over there, a couple of cold ones. Next thing you know, you're busting out a 200, 300 Ugh. shot, you know, on top of that, uh, little muscle car. That's pretty, pretty awesome. Dude, a 300 net gain, dude, uh, on a weekend's Oof. worth of work. I, that's what I'm, that's a good damn weekend for sure. Now, Bert, maybe you want to, um, get it all engineering and, and strap on your lab coat, explain the difference between what pro chargers offer in, in the centrifugal charger versus what some people may be thinking with the, you know, the, the root style, uh, or the positive displacement style. It, a lot of people see when they pop the hood of a Hellcat, you see a traditional, you know, sort of root style supercharger on their positive displacement style setup. Maybe, maybe you want to explain a little bit of, of that difference. Yeah, so why don't we take a quick break? Maybe we'll come back, we'll, uh, we'll get into some of those details so people can make the right decisions. Uh, a little bit of know-how. There's only one decision. That's right, fast. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that here in just a minute. Quick break. We're back with Serge, our boy for Pro Charger. It's the Two Guys Garage podcast with Kevin Bird and Willie B. It's the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We're talking to our boy Sergio from Pro Charger. Check him out, ProCharger.com. It's centrifugal superchargers, guys. It's where you need to be if you're making big power. So, you know, Bird can get into it probably better than I can, but there's one that makes power on the middle, and, you know, 
as, as high as you want to rev them RPMs, it, it'd make power. And then there's some that are good off the low end, but you know, they kind of fall apart on the big end, you know, when it comes to some RPMs. So, Bert, what's the difference in your opinion and what's the best way to explain it to people out there? Well, I mean, I think, you know, most people have seen from the factory, right? It's, it's typically a, a Roots style or a Lysholm as a, a screw, uh, but it's, it's typically called positive displacement. And I, and I think with the screw, uh, it starts to blend into not purely positive displacement anymore, but essentially it's attached to your crank, right? You're spinning it with a belt. And what's nice about them is they're they're pretty self-contained. You got the intercooler in there; they package real well, uh, you know. So it it works and it does a great job. It's got a nice linear approach, but as you kind of alluded to, you can build up some pretty good size, you know, mid-range and and power off the line. But you know, eventually you start to peter off towards the top end, and that's where I think the centrifugal really shines. Is it just loves to spool up and spin up and just keeps making more and more boost. And it does it in a more efficient way with centrifugal. So it's taking uh, sort of velocity of the air and then uh, slowing it down in the volute and, and turning it into pressure. And so I think you build up less heat that way. You're more efficient and you can just make some super strong power, you know, especially as you start, you know, ramping up that RPM. And so that that power number is just uh, off the charts in a super efficient way. Um, and, and yeah, maybe from the factory, it's, it's, you know, maybe it's got a little more routing and some things to do, but from the guy on the street with, you know, what he wants is pure raw power. I mean, you cannot shake a stick at a centrifugal charger, man. Those things are just killing it. Yeah. Hey, Sergio, what, what do you think is the biggest difference in when you're talking to people out there and some of the positive displacement, uh, you know, root style stuff and what you're doing at pro charger? Yeah, definitely. Like. Kevin said, from a packaging standpoint, I can see why OEMs use a positive engine mounted, you know, positive displacement engine mounted type supercharger because they can assemble the engines separately and then drop them in the car. Everything's already on it. Where ours is bolted, kind of like an alternator or like an accessory. It's bolted onto the front of the engine. It's separated. It's got a little more piping. But yeah, and the I think our biggest difference in the way, you know, ours is more efficient, a little a little bit more efficient, even than the newer, more, you know, modern screws. Ours take a little bit less drive load because it's a lighter weight impeller wheel. You know, it's a turbo style impeller wheel that spins instead of big, heavy rotors or screws inside the unit. Um, that's a little bit of it. The drive load might be just a little bit easier on the crank, but the, the biggest thing that we think is an advantage is, is the intercooler style. Um, having air to air, having the supercharger mounted off the engine having the ability to do an air to air instead of an air to water that a positive displacement has, you know, on a cold pull first hit on the dyno or first, you know, cold hit down the racetrack. Yeah. The air to water, the water is cold and, and it's going to work pretty efficient, but you know, in the real world, driving it on the street, you're pull up next to a stoplight on another car and your car is fully, you know, warmed up operating temperature. That means your intercooler is the water in it is also at that 200 degree operating temperature. So, um, unless it's a race car set up with a huge water tank and, and, you know, you've got a different, a heat exchanger and all that, then that's your bags of ice yeah. and whatever else you want to, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's me at the track. <laughs> yeah. That's a different option, but, and you can do yeah. that with a pro charger too. You can do ice tanks and air to water intercooler, but you know, an air to air intercooler on a typical street car kit, that's, it's going to be, you know, nice cool air charge every time. So the cooler the air, the, the more, horsepower is going to make it the same boost number. Yeah, it's a big distinction. 
Amen. Well, you guys know the you know the equation: cooler air, the denser it is. That means you can add more fuel to it, more air, more fuel, more power, bro. That's what it's all about. Yep, exactly. So let me ask you this: when you see some of these kits and what they're making, being in this game so long, are, are you surprised? Are you like, good God, I can't believe what they're what, what's happening in this world of hot riding and with some of the modern muscle with what some people are doing with some of these, you know, big block, these Hemi platforms and, you know, big block Chevy platforms. Like, it's insane the power people are making. It's now, it's not about how much power you make it. It's about managing it down the track nowadays. Yeah, anymore the power isn't as much of an issue. But, yeah, but luckily the technology to manage the power going down the racetrack is better and better. There's systems to control traction going down the racetrack systems to control wheelies even going down the racetrack that there's some pretty interesting technology out there but that allows us to make more and more power and engine builders to design things stronger and stronger and Hell yeah. there's debates out there on you know the ability to use that power the ability to control it to keep that tire from spinning um and you know there's a lot of talk that uh, the turbo is just that much tougher to kind of deal with versus a supercharger i mean are you kind of in that camp? Do you think the advantage kind of lies on the super? I think so. Our racers have, you know, they'd love to, they've switched back and forth. You know, a lot of our guys will have run both or, or our tune, tuners that are out there have tuned both cars, you know, and ours with a centrifugal supercharger, it's going to build boost, you know, right away. It's real linear with engine RPM. Um, even if the supercharger is not sized hundred percent proper or the torque converter is off just a little bit, it's not 100% right. It's still a linear boost curve where with a turbo, you know, if, if everything's not spot on perfect, you know, it's really hard to stage the car to, you know, if you see these newer cars staging with the turbo, they've got the bump boxes where they have to bump the car in and get the thing to spool up. And, and so that's got its tricks. And if the torque converter is not right, it takes too long to spool or um, where ours are going to, you, you know, you roll in, put your finger on the trans brake button, go to the floor. It's instant boost and, and it <laughs> takes off. And we can usually, you know, out 60 foot most turbo cars because it's going to take a little bit longer for it to spool. And then they're they're playing catch up going down the racetrack where we're already out there on them. Yeah, man, that is so true. I, I raced my car with, you know, with the old school F2R that I had from you guys back in the day. And man, that car was, it was such a riot. That car was so fun to drive. Instant power, like you said. You just get up, hold the trans brake, mat the pedal, and just get in there and start cussing, like, bring it on, And all hell would break loose <laughs> when the greens would drop and you let go of that button. It was fun, man. Those cars, that set up, those, you know, those superchargers just make insane power. My deal was I'd always sling belts. So we finally figured that out with some more additional bracketry. It's amazing how hard. I'll never forget the first time I had my F2R on a dyno and it pulled the engine room door shut. We we're making a, a hit on it and it sucked all the air out of the room and slammed the door like boom. Slam the door shut like, damn, that thing is moving some air. It's crazy how much air these engines can ingest. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, you've seen the top fuel car with the zoomies, right? Lose a cylinder or a bank, and all of a sudden, whoosh, they're in the other lane. You know, so like, yeah. <laughs> there's the vacuum going in the one side, and then there's a positive pressure whoosh, blowing out the other side. You know, like, uh, yeah, these things are moving a ton of air. Now, do you have any, any grasp for, let's say, how much horsepower uh, it takes to drive that... Uh, F3X. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to measure it. Um, so <laughs> at 3,000, who cares what you get robbed, you know? Right. <laughs> you can yeah. be siphoning some off. But. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's no different with a turbo or anything else. You're just 
you're you're tapping in somewhere and then you're hoping to you know triple that yeah one back right. in like like I, I think i've heard numbers on like a root style uh you know five six hundred horsepower kind of range where you know 70 80 90 horsepower to drive one of those to pick up a couple hundred yeah ours are probably you know it's it's about if the roots at a top you know a pro mod level are taking you know four or five hundred horse we're probably below that you know maybe two to three hundred horse of drive load um and you know that people kind of get scared off by that because they think you know turbos are or there's no drive load but it's but it's not 100 percent true because they're plugging up the exhaust where you know a blower car has got zoomies and and it's blowing the exhaust just like you said it'll it'll steer the car if one cylinder goes down or not that's how much force is coming out of exhaust imagine all that force being funneled into a turbo housing and that's that's that back pressure is some kind of a drive loss, you know, or some kind of yeah. horsepower loss. So it's a huge, yeah. I mean, that's not free at all. That that is pumping work. And if you ever turned over an engine with a, you know, a ratchet, uh, you know, just just turn it over, and uh, each time the piston starts to make compression, uh, you know, that's just barely making well, yeah. you know any kind of compression there. You like you fight it, you know. So yeah, so just take all eight cylinders, put a whole ton of back pressure on it, it's acting across all that surface area on that piston. No siree, man. That is some serious pumping work. What you're getting, I think, more is the uh, kind of that temperature. So you're dropping temperature across the turbine, and that's kind of the free part. So it's only a scratch of the free with a whole lot of work that you're paying for. So yeah, it ain't it ain't all it ain't it ain't all goodies, you know, in the grab bag. Yeah, and the, so. and the efficiency too. You know, the 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 charge temps and the the ability for boost to continue to to ramp up with RPM, mm -hmm. where some of the positive displacements will go you know they'll be a real aggressive early but then go flat a little yeah. bit out up top where yeah. they're, they're having to actually put more and more timing in them up top to keep up with the centrifugal cars uh, the turbos do well up top but that you know they'll they'll suffer in that back pressure zone and suffer on the front half of the track so that's i think we've got advantages on both ends yeah man and like you were saying it it's more about power management when you have something like that f3x you know i got a buddy here in town just got his car running um and on the dyno they just set it at 1800 and they're like why don't you get comfy with 1800 rear wheel horsepower and it will go ahead and turn it up you know to and add tack on another thousand to it like power and, and the ability to make it isn't nearly the issue is managing it and getting it to plant that car you know the first 60 foot then you know the 330 the eighth mile and and obviously on through the quarter managing that power the whole way not overpowering the track is more essential now than it's ever been and that's the real trick on, on who's winning the races who can manage that power nowadays it's easy to blast 3000 at it just call sergio up be like yo yeah. give me the hammer <laughs> send me thor's hammer man i'm ready for it <laughs> and, and literally these guys can make it happen man crazy absolutely what what's you know we were talking ls's a minute ago I'm, I'm a big fan of even though i'm a more guy of ls swapping the world what are some of the uh the power numbers you've seen on uh on some of the ls's with your kits on them yeah like these new the new camaros new corvettes um which by the way 2020 corvette we've uh we're getting closer and closer on having that kit ready we've got you know cars in the shop our beta test cars are finished up and running we're just waiting for for some computer tuning to be available and that kit will be ready to go with that that mid-engine mm -hmm. mid-engine corvette with that pro charger whistle behind you instead of in front of you so that's going to be fun oh my god yeah. that is going to be oh be so dude, cool that could be righteous have you got somebody mocking up a mid-engine vet oh yeah. yeah we've had the car as soon as we got oh. our 
right up, you know, as soon as it was available from that first batch from the Bowling Green, we, we had a car in our shop and we started Ooh. development on it. Yep. So, so that's getting close, man. That's going to be the ride, man. Five to 10 years out that car, you know, paired oh, yeah, up with yeah. something like yeah. that. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, that is going to be the thing to just snag and grab, you know, like whatever your favorite car is, that's fine, but you're going to want to have one yeah. of those. Right. But yeah, the new a wicked up C the new Camaro with the the LT1 motor is is great. That's a, a 180, almost a 200 horse gain with our complete kit. You know, and those uh, those engines are really high compression, so they don't gain quite as much as some of the others. But still, a real safe, real safe kit gets them well into the you know upper mid upper 600 horse range is where they end up. Yeah, yeah. it is so much more efficient at, at working that power. You know, when you you know you think of those new Camaros or new whatever, right? The craziest thing to is to drive a car that's 500 horsepower nowadays and how efficient it is and drive a car that's 500 horsepower from back in the day you know and look at the difference in how fast and quick they they accelerate how the car feels uh, you know 99 percent of the time that new car with 500 is going to drag the other car's ass go take it to you know gapplebees put bus links on it you know it's like crazy well, Think about the shape of the curve too, you know, back in the day, you know, before a lot of people had boost devices, you know, 500, you'd have to wing a motor pretty damn hard. Uh, and your torque curve doesn't look any like when you, when you boost it. So just coming out of the hole, you got a ton more torque and power and, uh, that just keeps carrying all the way up to that peak point. So yeah, man, it, it's, uh, it's quite a difference on, uh, scooting you down the road for sure. Yeah. And these new, these new 10 speed automatics are amazing to drive you know with all those gear ratios it's it's like driving an old school car with a with a 5500 stall converter you know it's it gets it right into rpm instantly it's got all these gears to choose from no matter when it uh, puts the engine in its sweet spot and the pro trucker in its in its sweet boost curve right away oh man that's gonna be a blast so if you're thinking about putting an upgrade on your ride you're thinking about how do i strap on a couple hundred horsepower do you so efficiently still meet some of the you know the emission standards that are out there if you're in a place that has emissions these are the guys that can help man so how do people just find you guys socially just procharger.com i know is a great resource uh you're always there what are other social sites that people can hit up and see what you guys are doing for both the racing industry and just the automotive enthusiasts out there yeah our, our facebook we're, we're we definitely keep up on that daily you know it's got all the latest newest things our website definitely is is our is our main focus or just give us a call i mean we we actually have humans they answer the phone we're we're still working. We've, we've got a big staff, you know, and to answer the phone, we've got sales guys, tech service guys. We've got a, a big staff of people that, and actually we're hiring for, for even more growth. So, but yeah, that's one. If you're an old school person, want just pick up the phone, call us. But uh, yeah, either the Facebook slash ProCharger or ProCharger.com for the website, latest, newest. There you go, man. Hey, we appreciate the times you've helped us out on two guys. It's always been a pleasure working with you guys. Thank you, guys. Yeah, man. And don't forget about our show, Air Weekends, on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Episodes also now streaming on Motor Trend On Demand. Thanks to our guest, Sergio, from Pro Charger. My man, Kevin Bird. I am Willie B., our producer, Scoop, and executive producer, Bob Ecker. Yeah, and don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com. Share your thoughts with us on social. We're everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at twoguysgarage. The Two Guys Garage podcast is a copyright 2020 Britain Productions Incorporated. All rights reserved. Yo, man, I was on their website. You seen the rock bouncers and off-road maniacs on Pro Charger? They have a, a whole, 
you know, photo gallery and video section of just dudes that are into rock crawlers that are beating it up like straight King of Hammer type setups with pro chargers. That, my friend, is maddening. That is cool, man. <laughs> yeah, some of those guys. Yeah, there's a couple of them out there. They're yeah, like almost 2,000 horse. That's stupid. And wow. Flying up the hills and flinging rocks to <laughs> flinging rocks for a thousand feet. I was gonna say, yeah, for a quarter mile. Pew. Boulders. <laughs> Where did that come from? A couple yeah. thousand horsepower dune buggy. Like I've been to Glamis several times, man. But in a thousand plus horsepower sand rail or dune buggy, oh my god, I don't know if I could ever come back. Probably not because I'd be buried. But <laughs> what a blast, man! All right, much love, Sergio. We'll catch you guys on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Y'all take care. See you guys. Two Guys Garage Podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more podcasts, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.